0: welcome it's time for the hot blast of after show
1: podcasts i'm gonna let the music go long just because it's been a while yeah turn that shit back up yeah yeah get that shit
0: going working hard for the yankee dollar around these parts
1: what I think it's in the lyrics of the song. At least that's what I'm okay. hearing. I don't know. I might I might have just made that shit up. That sounds like it could be a thing. That's I've never actually listened to the lyrics of that
0: song. I haven't either until just then. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that's what that just said. Ben Pack is here. That's right. Hi. Hi. Jeff Gerstman's here. Hi. it's true. I am present, accounted for. I have a third of a diet Pepsi. Ooh
1: oh treating mm-hmm. yourself
0: yeah yeah it's getting loose you know for 2018 let's fucking uh loosen those belt belts a little bit get fucking wild huh
1: yeah yeah i'm not wearing a belt today see that's how loose it is that's fucking it's That's not ag- even that is against company policy it's, it's camera as long as the camera shots are waist up we're fine okay well all right you better hope i talk to, to less okay if
0: if the if the arm on that camera starts to droop we're all in trouble yeah we're all in in big big trouble. So yeah, hey, hi, we're here. Uh, we're uh, gonna take some of your questions and calls here. Um, you see in the in the live chat there, you can see the discord name. you need to send a friend request and your your question to and then uh, we'll we'll get some people lined up. And uh, while Ben's doing that, I've got uh, some some questions here. I guess uh, you can send them to me in the chat. just use the ask a question button at the top of the page. Ben, how you feeling?
1: Feeling good. Um, you know, I've been out for a while. Yeah. Uh, honestly, this is one of the things I was missing the most. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. I, re- I really like, uh, I really like the show we got here. Yeah,
0: it's good to get it, get it back, uh, to get it back under our feet here. This, uh, this fresh ground. Yeah, I'm wiggling my toes here. People, can't I see can't it. yet. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, okay. So, metal in your foot. Metal in my foot. Yeah. Multiple metals in there only for another week and a half. Some of the metal's gone, yeah. yeah. And then, okay, does the part that's gone feel it? Fe- yeah, it felt weird. It, there's really no way to describe the feeling of getting metal rods, four inserted. inch metal pins pulled out of your toes. Um, that seems like it would bleed. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, it only bled for a couple minutes. They're like, it's only going to bleed for a couple minutes, and then we're going to just patch you right up. I um,
0: got some blood drawn yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I know a little thing or two about needles. What's your
1: type? I don't know. I feel like I should know that. Yeah. I feel like I'm be positive, but I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> I think you tend to be positive, you know, yeah. for the most part. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I don't know. Yeah, I just, uh, I hadn't gotten a, a physical in a couple of years. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I should find a new doctor, because the last one I went to, mm-hmm. eh. Eh. So, you know, try out a new doctor. He seems okay. But at the same time, eh, I don't know what I'm expecting. You just kind of get rushed out of the office. I guess that's what I mean. I'm going in like not sick. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, I'm pretty sure everything's fine, but you want to like knock me around a little bit and make sure. Just poke and prod and see if you find. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally normal. And then he said, "Well, you're not fifty, so I don't have to do the one thing today." Oh, uh, I know what he's talking about. Which I about. thought that started after forty. So I, I was fully going in expecting like this dude is going to put stuff in my ass,
1: <laughs> as opposed to the other appointments you take where it's ambiguous. Yeah, whether or it's not. just like I don't know,
0: like <laughs> coin toss. You know what are we doing? Um. So I, I yeah, I was going in expecting the the full exam, and and no, it didn't happen. So I don't know. I did that's that's that was okay I guess whatever <laughs> uh let's see here we got some uh some questions here yeah um I'm lining up some calls over here all right uh let's see here will the uh this is from Babo fish will the nintendo labs cardboard craze start a hobo home revolution <laughs> what I, I don't know that's not that's barely a question I don't know, that I th- I was throwing out cardboard. I had a, a bunch of boxes that I had to break down uh that went out went out in today's trash. And as I was breaking them apart, I was like, this is some pretty good firm cardboard. Maybe I
1: should hang on to this for Just for labo
0: backups or something. Yeah. This is nice.
1: Turns, this turns all of our Amazon orders into like a little little bonus yeah, prize like, there. Oh, hmm, maybe I should hang on oh, to this. Oh, what if you use the box that the labo comes in for your first labo thing? that's nintendo needs to like have a deal with amazon where where, they're like custom boxes or something you know just for like a few because i feel like i've seen that before yeah they
0: definitely have sold ad space on amazon boxes like hey get a get an assassin's creed which i don't i don't know that i don't know i don't know how that works out uh let's see uh nevios asks for generations this is uh similar to the controller stuff we were talking about on the Bombcast earlier uh for generations we could look forward to new controller and input innovations but we've been in the same basic shape uh for over a decade have we really reached the pinnacle of input but i think the actual question here that we didn't really talk about was will vr influence non-vr controllers <laughs> N- no probably not that's, that's like i mean at some point that's like movement tracking which the ps4 controller already does yeah in PSVR games, actually.
1: Like what you were uh, saying about the evolution of, of uh VR controllers is gonna come down to the finger, like what you can do with your fingers. Yeah. And that's not really a thing for controllers and like traditional video games. Because right. it's just like your thumbs and f- occasionally for the L2s and R2s, index fingers will take care of everything you need. What if they brought back um the the is the Negcon the NEGCon? Negcon is a was a Namco
0: controller for the PlayStation one uh, that twisted in the middle. And okay. you could you would play like Wipeout and Ridge Racer, and it had, it had <laughs> analog these really big gaudy analog buttons on it. Um, but it would twist in the middle, and so you could kind of steer with that. Huh. And that was it was you know you're still kind of like hands on controller the same type of way. It just kind of shifts as you go. And I wonder
1: if something like that would work. Uh, yeah, I, I I feel like customization is really the thing that. Like, using a, a 360 Elite controller for the f- or Xbox Elite controller for the first time kind of opened my eyes up to controller customization. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that more so should be the future, at least immediate future, of where... where- Maybe, yeah. The, a lot of companies have been doing,
0: like, scuff or whatever. Like, all these, like, hey, we just mod controllers and sell them to you for hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the Elite controller kind of came out of, was looking at that market. Uh, but that stuff's always been... Weird. I don't know. Like I never I never actually use most of the fun features on the Elite controller. I just kind of use it as a hey, this is still a really nice three sixty Xbox One style controller. I don't know.
1: You uh, wanna take a call? Let's take a call. All right. Well, we've got our first caller right here. Caller? What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh oh.
0: Aw, oh, yeah. I hear
1: you, Caller. Hold on. Um, hmm. hmm. Okay. Well, Caller. I'm going to call you back.
0: We're going to call you back. Let's see here. Oh, uh, Josh, Josh, uh, Richie says the connect is finally dead. Any chance of Alexa integration? Voice control was cool. There's a game that just announced like they have some kind of Alexa integration. Really? I think. Is it? it was like a specific game. It wasn't even like a console thing. It was like, hey, you can do this in this game with Alexa.
1: Alexa, find me. Jump twice. <laughs> Alexa, shoot my gun. Alexa, shoot my gun. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So, I mean, that was one of the things that like Connect also tried to do. Uh, was voice stuff so like the last couple of forza games oh there we go yeah there's uh destiny 2 alexa skill Uh, oh yeah you you can do stuff with your ghost um which i guess like yeah you're you can equip different armor sets and stuff with alexa which that's yeah i don't know that's weird sure why not uh, but yeah, that's the, the voice stuff was the other part of the connect puzzle in, in some ways. Like Forza Horizon would let you basically do like voice control car stuff about like, what take me to my next objective? Where's the next, where should I go? What, I want to do a race. Guide me to the airport, you know, whatever the fuck it was. Um, it would do some of that stuff. Let's see here. Brinty. Uh, asks Steam Controller the best? Why everyone hates Steam Controller? It good? It bad? That's why. It's my counterpoint. Yeah, that's 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 mostly why people don't like
1: it is on account of it bad. uh It just it 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 tried for something, but for the kinds of games you would use a Steam Controller with, as opposed to like a mouse and key, it just it just didn't feel that good. Like you can't play a MOBA with it. You can't play like a shooter is that really whenever within. you pick up a is the first thing you think is like could i play dota with this well no but that was like a lot of people were talking about like the steam controller as yeah. the solution for like tf2 and dota right well, you could play it on your couch yeah uh but it seemed like it was like more like Civ, turn-based
0: games where you don't have to be good at using it uh yeah i don't know i, tr- I tried it a handful of times and and never liked it it just never seemed to solve any actual problems i had uh, it always seemed like a compromised thing for like hey if you if you are sitting on a couch but don 't want and don 't want to use a mouse and keyboard but you want to play a mouse and keyboard kind of game, you can kind of do it with this and i, I don 't know it just didn't didn 't seem like anything i it just yeah i don 't know it, it never seemed great
1: well i have got someone else here on the line All right. um let 's uh see if this works caller go ahead Hello. And see, this time, they aren't talking. Because you're not seeing them light up. Because I'm not seeing them light up. The first time, it was, I'm just going to hit leave call and try it a third person.
0: Okay. Do you want me to call you? Uh, we can test it out. What are you going to call me?
1: Call you Mr. Metalfoot. Oh, no. That's it's right. like elementary school all over That's again. Right. Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to try one more. Call right here, okay, all right, caller go ahead. no, oh, his circle's not like he literally just typed okay to me. all right, I'm gonna call you all right, you call me, oh, I'm getting a call. Hello, I'm hearing you. uh w- wait, are we hearing you? Hello? I don't think we're hearing you. No, we're not. But I see you. You're lighting up. Oh, I'm lighting up. Hello. Hello. And then when I see when I when I get into this mic,
0: it comes out of the laptop because we're being heard. But you're not getting. Audio. I'm gonna go get a producer. Okay. <laughs> Leave call. All right.
2: I'll be right back.
0: Have fun. Well, it's not, uh, um, let's see here. Uh, Dr. M to the J says fight pads versus fight sticks. I pretty much want to try to use Dragon Balls' fighters to get into fighting games. I think uh, Dragon Ball is a pretty good pad game. Uh, the, the buttons and shortcuts and stuff like that are. Uh, well suited Uh, the the input stuff is not so dramatic uh, that you need a fight stick I think I think it's I I like it more with the standard controllers Um, and uh, yeah I I think different games you want different controllers for like I tend to prefer to play uh, six button games like a Street Fighter 2 style setup um, or Street Fighter style setup I guess Uh, with a stick Uh, because then you have easy access to all six of the buttons whereas you know a controller is really going to only give you easy access to four uh and and so you end up having to kind of do stuff with the shoulder buttons which actually isn't so bad for street fighter these days it used to be you know when you look at the super nintendo and stuff like that and and capcom's default buttons for a lot of fighting games through the playstation i want to say even playstation 2 uh they would put like was it like fierce would be on your r1 equivalent and roundhouse would be on your your l1 and so that was always a really awkward setup if you wanted to do fierce dragon punches because he was all one hand uh street fighter ex was the first i think to do the capcom setup that they use now for street fighter where it is both the rights so you have a r1 r2 for fierce and, and roundhouse um and yeah i don't know it's uh it's an okay setup you can play street fighter like that just fine there's some moves that'll get a little bit harder on a pad but i think there are are plenty of moves that are fine to do it's it's kind of personal preference at a point unless you're trying to get super serious about it then there's probably some science that says like actually having easy access to all six of these buttons is is totally the way you want to do it you want to give us another test yeah let's give it a go Oh, oh, I'll give you a call, right? Yeah, okay. Let's uh, go over here and push this.
1: Hello, hello. Hey, hey. 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 Jan, save the day! Hey, hey. Jan save the day! Hey. Bye. 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 This is, this is yay. Yay. yay, yay. Oh, there's a gate, here, gate too. here too. I'm smashing leave call as hard as I can. You okay, know, that's, that's no fun. Let's get back in and grab our first caller. Uh, Let's do it. I hope he's ready because I'm hitting that motherfucking call button. Oh, shit. Hello?
3: Uh, Can you hear me?
0: Yes. Hello. Hi there. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
3: Uh, My name's Jack. I'm calling from the United Kingdom.
0: Hello, Jack. What's on your mind?
3: Uh, I picked up Surge today, um, and one of the reasons I picked it up, I played the demo beforehand, and the music that plays in the Medbay bonfire room, I found it strangely profound and sort of speaking to what the game was trying to tell me. Um, and I was just wondering, what's the most sort of profound use of music you've ever uh, heard in a video game?
0: Huh. Heard in a video game. Hmm. Thanks for your call. I. It's yeah.
1: I don't know. It's as far as recent memory goes. Uh, the near soundtrack really yeah, stuck with me. That's probably the the biggest case. I'm Trying to think. Um, Zelda's a lot of times have just like hearing that, especially like in the later of the Wild specifically, or like just, like Majora's Mask even, and like those games just like any any franchise. That has modernized takes on it, classic themes. I feel hit okay. me in a really like strong like hearing hearing the in Odyssey when you get to the that world that is post game mm-hmm. and you hear that one song. I was just right like, that yeah. hit me emotionally yeah, in yeah. a weird way that I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I
0: th- yeah, I think yeah, I think Nears a really good choice for that. I think the you know Nears use of music, especially later on in the game, uh, like the the kind of final ending uh the what they do with music there i think is really tremendous uh and i might also say metal gear rising <laughs> oh
1: those, yeah the
0: lyrics kick in some of those boss <laughs> yeah. fights <and> it's just <laughs> fucking like whoa like it, it really just ratchets things up real well that might not be profound but uh it sure is cool um let's see here Neil Strife says, uh, the super NT ships tomorrow. And I don't know if I should avoid reproduction carts and how hard I should vet my eBay purchases. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, reproduction carts, I think are a problem on eBay these days. Like that's like people just making bootlegs. Like there were a ton of star Fox two cartridges on eBay. There probably still are like after it got dumped off of the, the The mini, the mini thing. Um, and yeah, especially like rare games. Like you'll see like, Oh, we got a hundred copies of this thing. It's like, yeah, you're just, cause you're running them off and, and printing them up and selling them and stuff. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of fucked up.
1: What do you got over there?
2: I got a caller who's on the line. Hi. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Michael Beginsky from Long Island signing in.
0: Hello, Michael. What's on your mind?
2: Uh, well, first of all, it's good to say hello to you again, Jeff. Ben, Hi. nice to meet you. Hi. Um, Hi. My question, basically, you know, obviously still a rumor with Microsoft buying either EA or Valve. Do you find it concerning compared to how in recent, you know, months and and, in the recent year, really, with like AT&T trying to buy Time Warner and now Fox being bought by Disney? Is there more of like this movement towards monopolies happening? And could this one be another one that's concerning? Again, they're different, you know, industries and companies, but I find it personally concerning. I, I want to know what you think.
0: Well, I think in both those cases, it just seems, I, I think you get different things with, with both of those rumors. Like, I I don't think that Microsoft buying EA would necessarily lead to a monopoly, at least not long term, because I just don't think that the sports, the, the license holders, I don't think they would be interested in being in, Business with a company that's only going to put out their games on the number three platform, you know, uh, right, right. they're going to want to be everywhere. So if, 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 you know, if Microsoft buys EA, I think the sports stuff would kind of just be done uh, or, or mm. it, would, it would not, you know, they would have to go out. They, they wouldn't The NFL probably would not renew an exclusive license with a company that only publishes on one platform is, is, and- my, is my guess.
2: And would that, like, if hypothetically that happened, would that kind of lead to, like, you know, the Wild West sports games, like 2K making games similar to, like, NFL 2K5? Or would it be, like, drastically different? I think... Like, I'm just...
0: Yeah, I I, I mean, I. you could have that, but also it could just be a case where... Uh, The NFL goes out and does another exclusive deal with another company and that locks it up again, you know, Um, or or you could have Microsoft say, hey, you know, we put Minecraft on PlayStation like we could put Madden on PlayStation like whatever. We don't care. Yeah. Um, You know, you you could see a situation like that, I guess. But then why would you buy EA if you're not? Yeah, I I, I don't know that that doesn't I don't think that makes a lot of sense uh, in terms of you know, just just video game business. I I just don't think that really actually solves um, any of Microsoft's issues. Um, No,
2: no, absolutely. And it kind of... Microsoft seems to be doing a thing where they're they're going towards working with other companies. You know how with the whole cross-platform thing, and they're trying to work with Sony, and they're not playing ball. But yet with Nintendo, there seems like a friendlier relationship there due to how... Each company is working within their own boundaries. I don't know. It seems like if that happened, your example of saying, oh, yeah, Madden could still be on this console, that could technically work. I don't know. It's just.
0: It, it's pretty far-fetched. It, it, it really is. And and I mean, yeah. you know, like, honestly, the the whole cross-platform thing, If if the situation were reversed and it has been in the past, Um, where Microsoft was running the dominant platform, I fully expect that they would be the ones out there talking about not wanting, or, you know, having like suddenly a lot of really good excuses as to why they don't do cross platform play and all this sort of stuff. Uh, And you'd have Sony kind of being like, Hey, let's do, let's all work together. You know, I think it's just a, that thing is just a factor of, you know, where the, the market currently is and where the install bases currently lie. Um, uh, right, and and so I, I don't I don't know that I necessarily would look at that to kind of inform too much else. As for Valve, I think Valve is a big question mark. I think I think Valve is a really strange company that is. I I don't know what Valve is. I don't know if Valve knows what Valve is. Other than they make <laughs> exactly. a bunch of money, right? You know, so you know they yeah. they're gonna get in a position sooner or later where the people that own Valve don't want to run Valve anymore, and so. Mm-hmm. Or, or, and in some cases, maybe that that might already be the case, where you know they might have a situation where like, hey, you know, I'm I don't need to be day to day on this thing because the shit run itself. You just right, uh, the money right. just keeps coming in. You just publish more games. Let these people publish their 99 cent Unity store rips and and all this other stuff. Whatever. What do we what do we care? Um, but I don't know. I, I I could see. I I think if Microsoft were to buy Valve. um you know, you would probably get a third Half-Life game. You know? <laughs> like that would probably be the thing that would make yeah. that happen because Microsoft would want to make good on that for people. And
2: I I was thirteen when they were talking about Half-Life Three. I don't believe in that shit anymore. No, I'm yeah. sorry, it, Jeff. It, it, no,
0: I, I I don't know either, really. But I sus, I, 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 I think if I think if Microsoft bought Valve, they would make a Half-Life 3. They would no, also yeah, control yeah. Yeah. They would also control sales of games on the PC, uh in a in a much larger way. And not in a way where I think that they would like shut down the Windows store or or shut down Steam and favor the Windows store. I suspect if if Microsoft bought Valve, if Microsoft owned Steam, they would just keep Steam going. Yeah. Uh, and the Windows store yeah, that would seems be like less a about. Viable,
2: games. That seems like more of a viable purchase. Just thinking about in terms of like rumors instead of like EA or whatever.
0: Yeah, EA doesn't make sense. Valve, I think, is fucking hyper expensive in a way that I don't even know if Microsoft would would want that right now. I, I don't. I don't know. Also, that doesn't solve the issue at hand when we think about like these rumors or the idea that Microsoft needs to acquire something else. You know, uh, it's because they need studios and games. You know, game developers not whatever right. valve is <laughs> no uh, yeah yeah uh so i i don't think that that necessarily solves it either um i could see them looking to get uh, a smaller uh, like a, a kind of more of a a mid-tier publisher um kind of below like below the activision ea line
2: uh like 505 games
0: sure i mean i I, that might be a little too small for them i like i don't i don't think acquiring 505 like if they wanted all the games that 505 is publishing they could have just outbid 505 for those games
2: right right i just just gave an example because i was just no
0: i'm thinking thinking more like i don't know like like warner maybe you know right like i I don't know where warner's at with stuff but you know they've got a, a portfolio so maybe you do a deal over hey we're gonna maintain the licenses to this warner ip uh, the DC comic stuff or, or whatever. Maybe they become yes. the, the the holders of that or, or something, but eh, maybe that stuff doesn't make any sense. I, th- they need to buy studios. They need to buy game developers and say, make games and not necessarily uh, publishers because they can publish games already. They are, they already have that part down. They can put games out. Uh, right, they just need right. more people to get in there and get concepts going and all this other stuff. And there are tons of teams out there pitching games all the time. It could be as simple as just green lighting more projects getting more money for development and funding more third parties making games for their platform uh, that then get published by Microsoft um, you know in, instead of going out and, and having to buy studios or, or, or whatever um, they, they might not necessarily need to do it so
2: yeah. yeah that that rumor of playground games I know I keep saying rumors but mm-hmm. like playground games possibly making this fable game similar in scope with some other open world yeah. games as of late. Seems like a good start, but you know, it, they got to build some goodwill after, you know, with dragon bound and I think right. it's called, no scale bound, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, with all that.
0: Yeah. But you know, like, you know, at that point, like, Hey, if playground is making Forza every two years and now making this fable thing, like I would think that maybe that Microsoft would just consider buying them. Right. So, right. I don't know. Thanks for your call.
2: Yeah. No problem. Thank, Thank you. Have a good one. You too.
0: Um, yeah, that, I think that happened while you were out. Some rumors started going around. It, it all sounds like... Most of it sounds like analysts that don't quite... That that follow games, but maybe don't quite like get from a, it. Like
1: from a dollar perspective, right.
0: it makes sense. And, yeah. yeah. But then when you start to actually like go through, like, okay, how would this actually go? That's when I think it starts to get a little weird.
1: A little weird. Yeah, I can't... I can't imagine i think i think you do actually have a really good point of that that's the only way half-life 3 gets <laughs> released that that makes a lot of sense yeah anyone that bought valve they would just go fuck
0: it we're making it because because everyone will be so shook at the idea of valve getting acquired that they have to then say like hey we're making half-life 3 and then they have to fucking nail it yeah. they put it out and it sucks this whole thing, you know uh then suddenly people are installing the origin client chaos. Half-Life 3 only available on Origin. There you go. Now you're talking. <laughs> and Dota. I mean, that was, you know, EA published Portal. Yeah. They, they published the Orange Box on
1: consoles. Oh, that's right. Or they distributed it. Or Yeah, but they... It's... That was my first time playing any sort of Half-Life mm-hmm. was Orange Box on... 36. Did, did that come six, out on GameCube? No. We... No. No, I got it for my first PC, my laptop. Ah, okay. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That makes more sense.
0: Uh, Yeah, and then Venom Snake here says, what if Microsoft just bought EA's huge vault of dormant IPs? I mean, I think that's a little more likely, you know, but but you don't, you know, like I don't need if Microsoft wanted to make a fucking motorcycle game, they can make a motorcycle game. They don't need to call it Road Rash at this point. I feel
1: like the only reason you would buy an an IP is because you want to cash in on its like zeitgeist, but if those dormant ips they're dormant you know they're too dormant <laughs> it's not like it's a tv show or a movie where it's something that people are like constantly thinking yeah. about or re-watching on netflix like oh i'll play whatever again it's like that nah, it doesn't really happen i think
0: the only case in the only thing in, in ea's uh portfolio right now that i would feel would make some sense would be if someone bought skate off of them and said we're making skate for for yeah. the for skate for the fans skate for the future yeah uh that that's the only one that I think because th- that's like a bayonetta style move. That's like Nintendo funding bayonetta development at that point. Um, let's see. Scrolling through here.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, they're doing a. Uh gameplay video for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles V in in, in, in Injustice oh. Tomorrow. Oh. Huh. Yeah, I, I,
0: I will watch that. I don't know. they're That's cool, I guess. Uh but yeah, I don't know. Uh this old console says the Duke Xbox controller is coming back this spring thanks to Hyperkin. What do you think? I think it's a bad controller. Why would it it's a it was a bad controller. It's big
1: it's big it's real big it's real big
0: it's not a good and not like good Uh, the only thing i like about it is is that it has six buttons on the face it's got the black button and the white button yeah it was a decent it was decent for capcom fighters because you had all six buttons right there on the face even though the black and white buttons felt bad all those buttons actually felt bad yeah they weren't great buttons. um yeah that was a, a terrible controller um questions about the Garfield fight stick. We're not talking about the Garfield fight stick.
1: We are not talking about the Garfield fight
0: stick. We refuse to talk about the Garfield fight stick. Don't look it Do up. Do not look up the Garfield fight stick. Forget anyone ever said Garfield fight stick. There is no Garfield fight stick. What is Garfield?
1: Whoa. I th- you weren't supposed to hear that. What is Gar... No, what is
0: Garfield though? Oh, blowing my own mind over here <laughs> what do
1: you got going on down there call i got lies. a call lined up and a caller on the line that i have lined up all right line it up caller where's what's your name where you at hello
3: hey hi hello, hello. um my name is mitchell from columbus ohio hello mitchell first time, first time long time fantastic uh <laughs> Uh, my question is mainly for Jeff, but but Ben, I would love to hear your answer as well.
1: Oh, I'll just sit. Um, up. I'll just sit back. Yeah, no, just... <laughs>
3: okay. Well, this you know Jeff's kind of a collector, so this this is kind of more maybe his focus. Um, it's kind of an out there question, but is there a video game console that you can think of that you've never played or even seen in person? Uh, whether it's like home or portable or an add on. Uh, I'm thinking maybe something like foreign from like Europe or Asia or something. Um, yeah. uh, personally, I had actually never even played or even seen a Wii U in person until like really recently. Um, and then when I held it, I was like, oh, this is totally a Switch prototype because of why I own a Switch. And yeah. I was like, yeah, this is just like a fat Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, that's my question. Have you never.
0: Yeah, well, there's, I mean, I so that's the, kind of the what the power of emulation brings to us is the ability to kind of check out some of this software uh because the people that run the main project to do such a good job of documenting weird japanese computers and all this other stuff mm-hmm. um the one recently i was thinking of was the tomi tutor uh which was sol- uh, sold in japan as the puta short for computer that's cute um <laughs> And, and it's uh, it's kind of a computer, but really more of a shitty early 80s game machine. Right. And what
3: was that, like, networked computer in Canadian schools that you guys were right. talking yeah, about? I forget what the name of that like thing was. Where it's like no one, and they destroyed all of them. Like, no one can even get their hands on them anymore. Yeah, it
0: turns out that that uh, Canadian Oregon Trail was released on other platforms. So, so yeah. that game at least exists in some form. Uh but yeah that that thing um I've never seen an X68000 in person or at least not a working one uh, which mm-hmm. was a, a computer that Sharp put out in Japan that was like pretty similar like like people companies developed Genesis games on it in some cases because there was similar hardware there um yeah
3: and there has to be a lot of those like weird one off like they're basically home computers geared towards like gaming or yeah educational stuff
0: yeah there's like the was it like the m the mz 700 or the x1 or there's a ton of different japanese computers uh that like you know the original version of Bomberman came out on one of those things and it's like a really terrible game it's weird to think about the decades of games that
1: that came from that terrible thing somebody in the chat wants to know if you've ever used an apple pippin
0: yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, yeah. I've What's popping with the Pippin? What's popping with the Pippin? You know, you can pop in, pop it into the Pippin and get to popping with the Pippin. Um, I, th- I, I'm going to just go on a limb here and say that Mist came out for the Pippin, uh, just based on what time it was. It was one of those, like, it turns out Pippin is a type of Apple. So if you just type in Apple Pippin into oh. the internet, it doesn't quite get you where you want to go.
3: <laughs> um, but, but, and what does this mean for, like, archiving? Like, if there's all these, like, weird, like, one-off, like, I would just say foreign consoles or computers or, you know, 80s stuff yeah. that just no one has any documentation on. Well,
0: that's the thing is, is like, that's the, – the MAME team has been doing, like, really amazing work in documenting a lot of this hardware and then recreating it to run on a modern PC. Um, so, you know, it, like, a lot of this stuff is getting preserved in some format, not always perfect, but, you know, it, like – the work is kind of being done. Like there are people out there working on emulating like a V smile and the, the N gauge and you know, all this other stuff that kind of you would think would just fall by the wayside. Like, you know, there, there are people out there hobbyists out there that are kind of dedicated to trying to trying to keep that stuff around in in some form. So, you know, yeah, like this Tomy Tudor, like I probably never would have heard of it if it wasn't for MAME. So it's kind of like that project has exposed me to a ton of, Japanese and 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 you know European only uh platforms that that I've never really seen the physical hardware um but I I know how to load a tape off of some of those right. uh
3: things uh because and, of And you probably never will cuz they're probably all in like landfills somewhere right <laughs> Well
0: yeah you know collectors collect so you know th- there's definitely stuff out there but you know the prices don't go down in a lot of cases so it's it's a matter of like are you willing to pay for that uh to have this thing that honestly the games aren't necessarily, it's, it's, it's an intellectual curiosity, but right. you're not going out of your way to like, man, these games are incredible. It's more just like, eh, this was neat to see.
3: It's like a novelty. Yeah.
0: Totally, yeah. Um, and it's nice that that stuff is being preserved in some in some form.
3: Yeah. Cool. Thanks cool. for your call. Thank you. Uh huh.
1: Bye. Bye. See ya. I didn't have anything to add, No, except the, I really wanted the um, McDonald's Crash Bandicoot handheld it came out in 2005. Yeah. You could play Crash on it. That does sound good. I wanted that, but my parents wouldn't take me to go get one. Oh, well, you should just complain to brands on Twitter. I hear they just send shit out left and right. I had those same goddamn glasses, and I lost them too. You don't see me getting another set from McDonald's. You know,
0: everyone has a price. It turns out yours is higher than fucking $30. It's not.
1: <laughs> That's the sad thing. You just got to it first, and they won't do it twice. Damn it. Well... That's how it's gonna go. Sometimes, I guess. Let me take one more call. Uh, you, all right, or, or I could take questions no, over here. I'll, if you, I will take this call. Just give me. Uh, take one more question from the chat.
0: Okay. Uh, have you seen or played the new Mutant League Football from Treebot Nine Thousand? Yeah, I have. Uh, I actually backed it on Kickstarter because they were doing a thing where they gave out beta access to it, and I was like, I want to see this thing. Uh so I, I basically pre-pre-ordered the game that way and yeah it's not I don't know I'm not I did not have a great time with it um it's now available I think it's out on consoles and stuff now I think it's out of early access or or whatever it's kind of out there um it is a recreation of 16-bit Madden which if you don't if you don't know Mutant League Football was a Genesis Madden game But with the football players replaced with orcs and skeletons and shit, and they added in some bonus, you know, some, you know, like, hey, you can kill the ref and you can, there are saw blades on the field and weird shit like that. Um, But it was still basically the Madden, you know, the engine powering it. And it was a really great Genesis football game back in the day because, you know, Madden was still like pretty accessible. And uh now, when you go back, like it's that concept, but with the announcer that did NBA Jam, Tim Kitzrow, he did Jam and Blitz and all those Midway sports games, Red Card Soccer, I think. Uh, and I don't think the jokes are funny. Like I don't think the commentaries, especially funny, and like their their fake team names. How are, are just, the teams?
1: Uh it's I'll have to look here. It's. it's are they all like? are there mutants and are they all mutants
0: it's there's yeah they're all pretty much just fucking
1: green skeletons and shit orcs
0: yeah there might be some there were some humans in in the original games there might be some players that are. those
1: might be the scariest of them all that's humans who would be willing to play football with skeletons who could hold their own against skeletons
0: holy moly yeah uh and then the team names are all kind of i think a lot of them are just kind of like parodies like
1: xfl names so
0: yeah basically uh (laughs) And yeah, I don't know. It, it's yeah, yeah. The Death Skin Razors, the Ice Bay Bashers, the Red Rockers.
1: Yeah, those are XFL names. Or sorry, can the, you tell me some of the mutant rad league names? rad rockers? Uh,
0: the Road Warriors. <laughs> well, let's just play mutant league football or XFL team name. Road Warriors.
1: Uh XFL.
0: No. Fuck. But it is a wrestling tag team. Okay. So. But it is also a mutant league football team. Okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, pull pull up a. No, no, we're not. Okay. No, we're not going to do this because it's easy. Because all the XFL team names have real cities in them.
1: Oh, sure. And the re-
0: and these ones do not. The sixty Winers.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, that's 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 that game. Uh, but I don't know. It 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 plays similar to the original game, but I I did not have a great time with it. Um, I did, not, I, I did not have a good time with it that's, that's what I gotta say about that uh, Nico of Death also points out that Japanese cell phones are a really interesting subject when it comes to emulation because a lot of Japanese game developers put spin-off series onto Japanese phones and iMode and some of those other KDDI devices um, like there was a Metal Gear game there's there's you know there's a bunch of Mega Man games and stuff there's a bunch of yeah a bunch of weird shit over the years you want to take one more call one more call all right caller where you at what's
4: your name hello hello hi uh this is Damien from Atlanta hey Damien what's on your mind um so there's a game that I've kind of uh trying to champion to people because it seems to have completely fallen under the radar it kind of just released and no one talked about it mm-hmm. and perhaps for good reason uh Drop Mix. Right. Yeah, and uh, wanted to know if you had a chance to look at it and try it at all.
0: Yeah. So I played Drop Mix. Well, I mean, I I saw a Drop Mix when it was running on a laptop at one point uh, years and years ago. Uh, hmm. But uh, Drop Mix, I played it um, a little bit before E three this year. They had an event and had people come out and play uh, Drop Mix on a rooftop, uh, a very windy rooftop, which was not a great place to play a card game, but. <laughs> Uh, but we, yeah, we we got a uh we got a couple of games in, and I think the technology end of it, or I think the music end of it, is really neat. Uh, yeah. the kind of layering on of like you know, so each individual card will be a part of a song. Uh, and so you'll do like, oh, it's the drums from this, it's the vocals from this. You know, you're, you're kind of layering this stuff on if you're, if you're not familiar with it
1: and this is the new harmonics
0: yeah this is yeah harmonics made this uh, and it's an it's it runs on an iPad so basically when you buy it you're getting cards you're getting a play field that then hooks up to an iPad so you play the cards on the play field and that triggers the iPad to change the music and so you're, you're two players or teams competing by playing cards and each one of you is kind of changing the music as you go uh, and I thought that aspect of it that it would kind of seamlessly weave these loops in and out was really neat but I don't like the game at all <laughs> uh, it's it's I'm I'm not big on card games to begin with uh, mm-hmm. so' I'm, I'm kind of not the audience for it regardless but uh, yeah I, I didn't I did not I did not have a great time playing drop mix
4: yeah that, that's kind of the part of the reason I think it's no one's really talking about it It's really cool if you just want to sit alone in a room by yourself yeah. and just play with cards but right. like trying to convince other people to you know, oh, I'm just going to bring this weird, awkward board, and you no, know, just right. trust me, it's cool, and it, it's,
0: yeah, it's it, like it's kind of a
4: hard sell. You you get the
0: cool factor by someone just putting the cards down,
4: you know, and, yeah. and then like, but the actual like
0: playing of the game, because then it's suddenly like, oh, well, you know, part of me wants to play to get this shitty song off the board because it's making it sound like garbage, but then that's not the best, you know, like then that's often counter to winning the game. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it needed to be a physical thing. I, I honestly, when I first saw it, my first thought was that they were going to make a music Hearthstone game, and I was like, "Man, yeah. digital card packs, all those stuff—that makes sense. Hearthstone's very big." And then when they partnered with Hasbro to make it a physical thing, I was immediately just like, "That? Well, right, good luck. That seems like a crazy, uh, you know, like it's it's harmonics back in the shelf space game, back in the trying to convince uh, companies to stock a thing uh, and." Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it took off, but I guess, like, by the same token, that thing launched at 100 bucks, and I, I'm, I'm guessing you can find it for something like half that these days.
4: Yeah, they've heavily discounted it, and also stores just kind of didn't know where to put it, yeah. it's not really a video game, and it's not really a board game, and it's kind yeah. of just kind of tucked into a corner somewhere. So. I saw it
0: in a Best Buy, uh, like, next to shitty toy drones. And like the other, just like the tech, miscellaneous, yeah, just tech. Like miscellaneous tech stuff. And it was like, oh, drop mix, right? That thing, no one's ever going to find it here, but no one's going to probably look for it here either. So it's probably okay. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure at some point, like, hey, Hasbro is the one that's interested in funding this and, and putting the money in. So now it's a physical thing. But I, I just, I don't know. I think that would have been, it would, yeah,
4: been. I think it would, I think it would have definitely been better as like a just like a online CCG or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it'd be easier for them to update it too, because now it's like, okay, did Drop Mix take off to a point where they can afford to make more cards, or or is that like it? Is it is it doing enough business to where they would need to go w- want to go, or or would it be uh, profitable for them to go license more songs and do more more card packs and all other stuff, or is it just kind of locked to this forever? Because the game, I, I mean, I, I guess I don't know how well it sold, but.
4: Uh, not great. Not great. Not great. (laughs) And and there's, there's already a scarcity of cards as well, because a lot of them are like retail exclusive and things like that. Oh, great.
0: Yeah. They, they gave out, um, they gave out an exclusive card at PAX for the Mm -hmm. touch, the Transformers movie song. That was like, if you come to their booth and play it, they gave you one of those. I remember looking at that and going like, they should probably be selling all the cards (laughs) they could be selling. I don't know if this this thing is like exclusive card territory, but, uh, yeah, if they did retailer exclusive, that's even crazier, man. Yeah. Yeah no it's 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 a really cool idea um but i yeah i don't know i I don't think it's like an especially i'm, I'm I, and I'm not the best judge, but in, in my limited view of card games, it didn't seem like a particularly good one
1: either, right. so there you go cool well, thanks guys. yep thanks for your call thank you yep. all right, well, it's always nice to meet a fan,
2: yeah <laughs> what
1: oh yeah uh <laughs> yeah, that thing
0: i Cards almost blew off the rooftop. That's <laughs> it
1: was like it was like people it's standing funny. around it's like it. It's Extra funny because it's like an exclusive press event, and just like some Joe on the streets like finding these right. cards, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> unannounced card game uh, number seven or you know whatever. <laughs> Uh, I think you know, they had rented that location in years previous to show like Rock Band Four and some other stuff. Where you're
1: so, holding big, heavy plastic right. instruments, yeah. so <laughs> it was
0: just like, oh, it's this you know rooftop event at sunset. This is nice, but never thought like, oh, this card game is a card game. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I don't know that thing. Uh, I at one point was pulling for it pretty hard. I was like, eh, I want to see this thing come out. And then then when it became a physical thing, I remember going like, oh. Okay. Ah. we'll see how this goes. Yikes! Um, and here we are. Thanks everybody for calling, hanging out. Uh, it's good to be. It's good to be back. Yeah. Yeah. It is good to be back. Yeah. Back in the back in the after show saddle, as it were. Do we have a saddle? We don't have a saddle. We don't have it. We yeah. don't have we
1: don't have, we don't have a saddle.
0: I meant to get one while you were out. I thought it'd be like a funny thing. <laughs> like just pull it just up. Just like. Oh, riding. Right the big old sight gag. Ride 'em, cowboy. Ride 'em, cowboy. Well, that's it. You've been listening to Ride 'em, cowboys, the rodeo shows with the most. We'll see you next
2: week.
4: See ya.